Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be with you here again for this week's episode, which is all about grow time. More specifically, deciding when it's time to grow, when stuck just isn't cutting it anymore, and really pushing yourself forward even though it's hard. If this is your first episode of Women in the Middle, I am so glad you found us. Welcome! Women in the Middle is about actionable life coaching for women in their 50s, designed to help with career boredom, career change, midlife crisis, transition, and empty nest issues, all from a mindfulness perspective. And I describe it as actionable because we are getting our hands dirty. It's a really practical podcast. The other thing is you don't need to be in your 50s. There are listeners all across the spectrum, but you will notice that my examples do reflect that age and stage. So what we're really doing is helping older and wiser women get excited about their lives again, because as you know, this whole aging thing can be a bit of a drag. If you haven't done so yet, please go to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash midlife funk. And that's where you can grab your copy of my free ebook, 10 Surprisingly Simple Ways to Bust Out of Your Midlife Funk. While you're there, please take a few minutes to look around because you will be checking out my brand new shiny and highly interactive website. I'm so excited about it. You will see tons of free content there for you as well. Between my blog, Susie's Empty Nest Blog, and my podcast, Women in the Middle, I can keep you very busy and very entertained. You'll also see how to work with me, so if you're frustrated and stuck and know it's time to make a change, you should definitely book a free 20-minute mini insight call with me and see what my coaching program is all about. So just go to www.susierosenstein.com and hover over the About tab, and you'll see Free Session on the drop-down menu. Click there, and you can book straight into my calendar. Easy peasy, and I can't wait to talk to you. One more thing, I want to remind you about the special contest that's on right now for women who are turning 50 this year. It's called 50 Unplugged Contest, and it's for you if you'll be 50 in 2018. So just head over to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash 50 Unplugged Contest. That's 50 Unplugged Contest for your entry form. You'll be asked to answer a few questions about what you want to do when you're 50 so you don't have regrets. The prizes are awesome and include some free coaching and even some spots to be interviewed as a guest on my podcast. So if you're turning 50 this year, make sure to enter and also tell your friends. Have fun with it, right? That's what I want this year to be about. Okay, so much good stuff, but it's time to dive in. So let's get going. As I mentioned, today's episode is all about grow time. And I'm not talking about marijuana. I took a minute to go to Google and just see how this expression of grow time was being used because I just started using it not knowing anything. And sure enough, there are so many pot references to grow times. I just want you to know that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you know it's time to grow. 
You're sick of feeling stuck. You've felt stagnant for years, and you know in your heart of hearts that you haven't been yourself. You know something's off. And quite frankly, you just can't take it anymore. You know you have to act. It's time to make a change. That's what I'm talking about. You probably have to do something hard and scary. So what do you do? You resist it. <laughs> you don't make the change. If if you had different thoughts about it, you would have made that change already, right? But you don't do the scary thing. But then some time goes by and even you know that you really do finally have to act. Because like I said before, you just can't take it. And finally, you can't ignore it anymore. You can't distract yourself from it anymore. You can't go unconscious about it anymore. The issue is that this is all so common. We spend most of our lives trying to feel better, be more comfortable and avoid scary things. And most of us don't go out of our way to do something that creates fear, especially at our age, right? When you agree, the older we get and more control we have over our lives, the more this seems to be so. Keep it simple and safe, please. That's the way I like it. Nice and boring, nice and comfortable. We don't like discomfort. We don't like negative emotions. We don't like fear. But what if you really want to do something that's scary because you know you really have to change? You know that little voice that's trying to push you forward like a whisper that it really is time to grow. I'm not talking about jumping out of a plane, even though that I know that some of you might want to do that. I've seen some of those 50 bucket lists. Now, as you know, I do not like the bucket list idea. I don't like to make a list of things I really want to do that I'm having uh, that I'm running out of time to do. That's not my concept. I'm more about the opportunity list. But anyway, what I'm talking about is not the jumping out of a plane kind of change. I'm talking about run of the mill, good old fashioned change. Like maybe you're in a really long-term job and you've started to sense that you need to switch things up a bit and move on. Or maybe you've been thinking about the ideal time to downsize and move away big time to really follow your dream of living near a coast, for example. Maybe you want to commit to finally losing that 30 pounds of baby weight now that your baby just left for college. This is the kind of change that I'm talking about. Change by choice. The thing is, that change can be scary, especially when you're a woman in midlife. We midlife gals, we tend to go through a couple of decades where we crave stability. The image of nesting comes to mind. Keep it safe, keep it cozy, keep it predictable and stable. I think it makes sense when you really think about it. Most of us have had our children when we're in our 20s and 30s. This can be a pretty hectic and sometimes chaotic, mostly chaotic, time of our lives. And stability in other areas of our lives is welcomed. So what happens next? Well, with time, life becomes less hectic and less chaotic. You have more time to notice your feelings about your life. You may not know why you feel what you feel, but you notice that you're no longer content. You sense that you want change. Can you relate to what I'm saying? Have you been thinking about wanting to make some kind of a change? How far do you let yourself go when you think about doing the scary thing that you have to do to enjoy the reward, the actual change? What wishful, scary thing 
pops into your head right now before you let the drama and the chatter push it out. Let's look at this more closely. What is the change you wish you were ready to make? The reason you're not yet doing it is because of something that you're thinking. It's a thought. It's always a thought, right? All you have to do to see what you're thinking is to look at your results, what is going on in your life. And even though you want to do something, there's a reason that you're not doing it yet. And it's because of what's going on up there in your mind. There's actually another thought that's popping in and creating your feeling, and that's what's driving your behavior. If you're not making the change you want, you must be thinking something other than how much you want to make that change. It makes sense, right? The new thought that's stealing the show is creating something other than motivation. And this feeling that the thought is creating is certainly not doing the job of helping you grow. You are well aware of the common thoughts at a time like this. I like to call them dream squishers. That you're too old, that it's too risky, that it just won't work, that you're not ready, that it's too hard, that you might make a mistake. And I would say that as soon as you get clear on your thoughts around making the change, you will notice that you start to feel fear and you will weigh all of the reasons you shouldn't bother doing it. You will begin to justify your thoughts about it being too hard. Your new thought is something that creates fear, doubt, or hesitation. It will feel real. It won't feel like a thought. It's super fast, too, and this is because thoughts create feelings lickety-split. You probably don't even notice the switcheroo that's going on in your brain. And it's pretty common to start thinking this way about a career change, for example. In midlife, it's not unusual to be in a job for a long time, often more than 10 years, maybe even 20. And this isn't as common in today's working world, but if you are in your late 40s or older, it's quite possible that you've had the same job for a decade or more. This is exactly what happened to me. I had the same job for 19 years and I could not believe that that much time had gone by. I got the job a few days after I got engaged. I had three mat leaves at this job and I left it the year my eldest was going to university. That job spanned an entire chapter of my life. I definitely craved stability. As hectic as my life was, I remember my job being a place where I could complete sentences, for example, and not be interrupted the way I was at home with a young family. I even enjoyed the 45-minute commute because it was quiet and I could listen to the radio and drink my coffee. I think you get it. My clients tell me that a long-term job feels like a blessing and a curse. Stability and income are the blessing, but the curse is what I like to call career malaise, which is a perfect way to describe this feeling of being off but not being sure why. There's this sense of discomfort with an employment situation that used to be quite comfortable and enjoyable, but now it just doesn't feel that way anymore. It feels stagnant. They often say that there's more out there for them. They're mu they sense it. There just must be more out there for them, but they don't know what it is or how to figure it out. But even with these feelings, my clients tell me that they often feel too afraid to change anything. 
And then they talk about this feeling of being stuck. They're stuck by fear, stuck by choosing to think thoughts that create the fear, stuck by the notion that the discomfort they will feel with a big change is worse than the discomfort they feel now while they're frustrated at work. And I just find that so interesting. And it's the exact thing that happened to me. I was frustrated and miserable and feeling stagnant and stuck for five years. <laughs> I wish I would have found coaching and mindfulness work so that I would have wasted less time. The fear they feel isn't always clear. That's what they tell me. They don't know exactly why they are afraid. It's just kind of murky. What could it be? Is it the fear of change? Is it the fear of rejection? Is it fear of what they think people will think if they change or if they fail? Is it fear of being more vulnerable because of a new situation? Without questioning yourself about why you think what you think, you run the risk of not changing anything, but for the wrong reasons. Not because you actively decided not to change, but rather because you decided to let your fear call the shots. So interesting, right? I'm not arguing with you that growth can be hard, but it's highly possible that if you just let things ride, you will just stagnate your life away. And you have to like your reasons. You can do whatever you want, but you have to like your reasons. You don't want to stagnate your life away, period. I, I don't know anybody who wants that on purpose. So if you let things ride, you wouldn't be doing it because you're a bad person. You wouldn't be doing it because you're a weak person. And I think the reason, though, that you would be doing it is probably just because you're human. And I'm sure you know plenty of people doing just that. It's so common. And I wonder if you're asking yourself why this is. Right now, you're probably reflecting on something that you want to change or wished you'd changed or wished that so much time hadn't gone by. And I hope that you are taking a second to reflect why. Why do we let this happen? And the answer is something that is often called the motivational triad, good old evolution and survival. We as humans have evolved to survive. And we do that by doing these three things. First, we seek pleasure. We like to do things that make us feel good. <laughs> it's very easy to identify with that. The second thing is we like to avoid pain. We don't want to feel negative emotion or want things to be hard. And you will catch yourself doing all kinds of things instead of feeling negative emotion, like overeating, over drinking, over Facebooking, any kind of distraction instead of feeling negative emotion. And then the third thing is we like to expend minimal effort. So what that means is we want to take the easy route and conserve our energy. And if you think about it from an evolution standpoint, it makes perfect sense. You have to conserve energy so that you can focus on survival. But today we don't have to stay safe in the same way by getting back into the cave like we used to have to do. We aren't forced to focus on our own survival anymore, literally it's highly unlikely we'll be eaten by a bear. Well, except that one time we were camping up north about 15 years ago, and I heard something super scary outside our tent trailer. We had a pop-up tent trailer, and we were visiting some friends. 
And they had this beautiful place in um, near Algonquin Park, if you're familiar with that part of Ontario. Anyway, we were on their cabin property and we had the tent trailer set up and we were sleeping away and I heard something. It was heavy footsteps right outside the tent trailer. And I started to imagine a giant claw coming through the canvas fabric of the tent trailer and right into my sleeping children. I tried to wake my husband up and he told me I was being ridiculous. <laughs> Meanwhile, none of the kids woke up, but I did what any mother would do. And I know I did what you women in the middle would do too. I grabbed a flip-flop, it was blue, and the container of Windex. And I stood at the window on guard in the moonlight, full moon, at full attention, ready to protect my family. Yes, I was frozen in fear. I stood there for a good half hour. I saw nothing. I didn't hear those footsteps anymore either, but I was ready. Nothing was going to harm my family. I was the queen of my tent trailer castle, my cave, but I digress. Sorry about that. It was quite a moment for me protecting my family and all, and it's not a lot of opportunity for me to share a bear story where I was honestly and literally afraid I was going to get eaten by a bear. So it I don't know. Just indulge me. I hope you enjoyed that little story. Unfortunately, it's true. And my family and this friend, Wendy and her family, they make fun of me for this day. But I know that if a bear was going to take a giant claw and get into my tent trailer, I know that Windex and flip flop would have done wonders. I mean, who can deal with Windex in your eye, right? I knew I was I couldn't rely on my husband. He didn't do a thing. He just went right back to sleep. Anyway, <laughs> I need to hear your bear stories if you have any. Bears really scare me. But back to the motivational triad. So as you can see, this triad doesn't fuel action, the kind of action we're talking about. Seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and expending minimal effort equals no motivation for big change, no rationale to push yourself forward to grow. It's a recipe for status quo. It's the way you're going to stay small and safe, and it works like a charm for that result. But you know, it doesn't really work for many of you. It's certainly not the advice you would give your kid. You would never say, yes, you know what? It does look hard, so just give up. Just stop right now. And you wouldn't say, you know what, honey? You're right. I don't think it's worth it for you to follow your dreams and continue to stimulate your mind with exciting work and experiences. Throw in the towel now. Just work on being content with boredom and mediocrity. That's what you should do. Right? We need something new. We need something that addresses all of this discomfort so we can keep evolving and keep pushing ourselves. We need a new plan for grow time. We need a new understanding of how this all needs to go down. When it comes to evolving personally, discomfort is kind of like airplane travel. I love traveling, but I fly enough to know that my thoughts can wander into the territory of not being useful. I've come to expect that I won't be completely chill getting ready to fly. And for me, it's more about the getting ready than it is the actual flying. I know that I will be uncomfortable, but I'm thrilled to get where I'm going. So now with all this mindfulness work, I just accept that there will be some discomfort. I just accept that there will be some stress. I'm not surprised by it. I also accept that I will overpack and I don't want to take any grief about it. 
And I know you're with me on this one. It's ridiculous to just think that it's such a point of pride to pack in a small case. Oh, my God. So anyway, I expect it. And that is my question for you. What thought could you think that allows you to embrace the discomfort you know is coming, to embrace the scary, to just expect it, just like I expect and accept it with airplane travel? It's essentially a proposal for a new motivational model, a new take on a motivational triad for growth and change. So the first thing in this new model would be to see the growth. So this is where you might be now. You see that the status quo is becoming a problem for you, full of frustration and malaise, and you decide that you want growth. You decide it on purpose. The next step would be what I was just talking about. You need to embrace the discomfort. Instead of being deterred by discomfort, instead of being afraid discomfort, you will just embrace it and accept it as part of life. And the third thing is you need to expend massive effort wisely. And so here's the big one. And I got this idea from some work that we were doing at the Life Coach School. The idea of massive effort is in the doing. It's not a quiet little attempt. It's a giant glob of actions related to growth. Once you see growth as something you want, you go get it. You accept the discomfort. You commit to yourself that it's yours. Nothing will get in your way. And as they say, failure is not an option. And with this new motivational triad as a concept, it is as good as done. And I think you can see that it is a completely different approach to growth. So when you say it's grow time, you aren't messing around. (laughs) And that is so not the way I was approaching it. When I was miserable for five years, I never got there. I never stopped messing around. I didn't commit to that it was just as good as done. I was not there. None of my thoughts supported this new way to think, which is necessary to drive the behavior that we're talking about. So imagine this reality. My lovely women in the middle, what are you thinking about as grow time for yourself? Really think about it. What are you ready to change and where are you ready to grow? Here are the three amazing reasons I want to leave you with why you should push yourself to embrace grow time, even if you have to do something scary or hard. Seriously. So first, because regret proofing is important. Regret proofing is the phrase that I use to describe thinking in advance, doing things in advance to prevent regret. Nobody wants regrets. Declaring it's grow time and doing something scary is an opportunity to regret-proof an aspect of your life. One thing's for sure, you will have regrets about having regrets. When you try, you know you tried. You know you put yourself out there. You know that you won't regret trying, but that you may regret not trying. When you know this about yourself, you will feel great. Okay, the second thing is feeling pride feels amazing and depriving yourself of a chance to feel proud of doing some hard thing that you want to do. It's a shame. Pride is an awesome feeling and we don't get to feel it that often either. 
So why not open yourself up to one of the best feelings life has to offer? Third, you build confidence and courage when you push yourself outside your comfort zone. Doing a scary hard thing requires you to practice challenging yourself and your beliefs about your capabilities. And when you do this, you see what you're really thinking and can ask yourself why. Just like anything else, the more we have awareness and practice understanding, the better we get. Being brave is essential to living an intentional life. It is essential. And some people need courage to go to a new exercise class alone. Others need courage to quit a boring job. Scary and hard mean different things to different people. Regardless, you can learn so much from yourself when you step it up, seek to understand and do it, whatever it is, because you want to. It's you pushing yourself because it's important to you. It's you having your own back. It's you being a role model to your kids. It's you being a badass, actually, and going after your dreams. It's you being much more intentional about your life. What all of this illustrates is that as humans, we have the unique ability to manage our minds, to supervise our thinking. We use our brains this way on purpose. Well, when you remind yourself to. (laughs) It's a human thing and it is a privilege. It will be hard. Yes, for sure it will be hard. You will have to be courageous. But when it's grow time, you got to grow. Getting stuck? I don't know. Is it okay? I don't think it's okay. Feeling doubt and fear? It's also okay, I guess, but I would like to suggest it's not the best way to live. It's not the way you should. It shouldn't be your goal. But using these self-coaching tools we talk about in this podcast, becoming aware of your thinking and understanding that thoughts are optional and that you can work on your mind, you can support yourself in continuing to move towards your goal. That's what it's all about. When it's grow time, you got to get on with the grow. That's my motto. When it's grow time, (laughs) you got to get on with the grow, even when it comes to doing super scary hard things. You too, my friends, can protect your family with a flip-flop and some Windex. (laughs) That's it for this episode. If you like what you've heard, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review. I would love that. Check out the show notes too with more information at links at www.susierosenstein.com. Let's do this, ladies, one scary thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening. 